0: Most of us saw the 2014 film, A Theory of Everything. You may have even had a copy of A Brief History of Time on your bookshelf, if you've bothered to read it, or are a fan of the TV sitcom, The Big Bang Theory. So it's sad to hear the news that Stephen Hawking passed away today in his home in Cambridge, England. He was 76. We're now joined by U of T professor of theoretical physics, Dr. A.W. Pete. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much. It's a privilege to be here.
0: So what was Stephen Hawking's legacy?
1: Um, He has a great legacy. One aspect of it was his research discoveries. He was an absolutely phenomenal researcher, a brilliant mind. He also was a great communicator, a popular public ambassador for science. And um, in addition to having tremendous willpower, he had a magnificent sense of humor. So he was liked by his colleagues.
0: Yeah, I understand that back in the day before he was diagnosed with ALS, you know, his first year of, uh, you know, post-secondary education, he he basically didn't take it too seriously. He used to goof around. I think he was uh, into sports. I think he was on the rowing team. And uh, and then after the diagnosis with ALS at, at the age of 21, I think that's when he got serious about studying.
1: Well, um, he certainly applied himself tremendously.
0: Yeah, what is his impact on our understanding of the universe? Um, So,
1: two of the great developments of the first half of the 20th century were Einstein's general relativity, describing space-time and how it uh, moves and changes, and quantum physics, which was the realm of very small things. We need quantum mechanics to understand how our cell phones work. And uh, Hawking combined Einstein's general relativity theory with quantum mechanics to investigate the basic laws which govern the universe itself. Um, so his PhD thesis uh, was called Properties of Expanding Universes, and it showed that our universe had a beginning in the Big Bang. Another big thing he discovered, something that I'm particularly interested in, is something called Hawking radiation. He showed that black holes, while even light can't escape from them, if you fall across the horizon of a black hole, you won't come back, um, that he, Hawking showed that black holes actually emit weak amounts of radiation. And on the basis of these calculations, he he proposed that black holes gobble up quantum information. So if I, for example, threw a one kilogram book into a black hole and waited for the radiation to come out and compared that to if I threw a one kilogram fish in instead... He discovered that the radiation coming out couldn't tell the difference between the book and the fish. Hmm. And this is called the black hole information paradox, and it's something that I worked on from my PhD thesis onwards. There are many, many people across the world who he's inspired to develop more aspects of physics. Um, So he was famous for his work on, you know... uh, the beginnings of the universe and um, the, how black holes behave. And he proposed some laws of black hole thermodynamics, which is a story about how black holes and radiation interact with the stuff around them. Um, and he was also really interested in the theory of quantum gravity, how that might describe the whole cosmos, how the arrow of time might have begun, what possible other universes could have been created instead of ours. Those were the sorts of questions that he was really focused on.
0: How long did it take for the scientific establishment to actually recognize what he was doing? Because I know that Einstein at the very beginning, people didn't take him seriously. Uh, was Hawking taken seriously off the hop? or?
1: Yeah, he had very early successes, um, winning prizes and uh, things. That, for example, he was elected a fellow of the Royal Society, that's the one, the British one, in 1974. And at the time, he must have been only 32 years old. So he was one of the youngest people that was ever elected to the Royal Society. Impressive. And since then, he racked up 13 honorary degrees, I understand. So he was decorated early and decorated often and kept making great discoveries throughout his life.
0: Well, an incredible human being because how many people... I don't think you live very long with ALS. He lived 50 years.
1: Yeah, over 50 years. Um, One of my aunties um, was diagnosed with uh, ALS or motor neuron, as the British call it, and she didn't live beyond five years from the diagnosis. So he was a very unusual case in that regard. Um, As a human being, he had just tremendous willpower in in overcoming his adversities. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the things I really liked about him was his magnificent sense of humor
0: yeah he was very funny we saw that you know On he always was doing guest appearances whether it be in the Big Bang show he was on Star Trek he was I actually
1: remember that Star Trek thing because we were both and with many other several other physicists at a workshop at the Institute for theoretical physics at UC Santa Barbara in 1993 Uh when that uh, I was a big Star Trek The Next Generation fan and a number of us were and on the Monday of the the week long workshop um, he was we we had a screening live screening of the the episode and uh, he had the biggest grin on his face the whole time.
0: Yeah, how important was it for the, f- the field of science, that Stephen Hawking not only had this sense of humor but really stayed visible in, in the pop culture world and, and the world of entertainment?
1: Well, I think the fact that he was such a, an effective popular and popular public ambassador for science at the same time as being a, a brilliant researcher That combination is uh, important for people to see in the world. You know, some people end up being better at one of those things than the other. I think Stephen was extraordinary, partly because he had such a history of great discoveries, but also because he was just really good at um, communicating why we do science and just having interest about the world around us. Sort of, I think he was very keen on blue sky physics research or other kinds of scientific research, if we don't necessarily know that you can make a better mousetrap or whatever, then it's still worth doing. And so he was uh, effective at at, um, lobbying governments to, to invest in science, among other things.
0: He certainly was a character, as was Albert Einstein. When you consider great minds of the 20th century, where would Stephen Hawking rank in relation to Albert Einstein?
1: Um, I'm not an august enough or good enough physicist to really be able to say both of them were just absolutely off-scale people. So uh, Hawking, I would say, would sit in the same class of greats of of, uh, physics as, as, as Einstein.
0: Is there something we can measure in our day-to-day lives that Stephen Hawking is responsible for? Because there are probably some people listening right now going, well, yeah, I remember seeing him on, you know, uh, The Big Bang Theory or, you know, watching the movie, uh, you know, that Eddie Redmond won the Oscar for portraying Stephen Hawking. But really, you know, black holes, they don't relate to me. Is there anything that we can um, make relatable that came directly from Stephen Hawking?
1: That's a great question. I'm not sure I have a... Wonderful answer. Uh, um, so, uh, a lot of what Stephen was focused on was developing theories of, of gravity and how they might teach us about what happens in the universe. And so, the the theory that he used a lot, certainly at the beginning, Einstein's theory of general relativity, um, that seems quite remote and abstract, and for the cosmologist or the astrophysicist or the physicist, but not really relatable to a human. The one place where the theory of general relativity, which um, Hawking was, you know, very much of an expert on and influences our everyday life is when we use GPS. So GPS satellites, the ones that. Send the little signals to our cell phones so that when we're walking along the street, we can tell we've come to the the given restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, those satellites are moving higher in the Earth's gravitational field than we are, and they're also going at a significant fraction of the speed of light. So, needing to know about all those aspects of general relativity is the one place where I teach my first-year students that um, it really makes a difference to their everyday life. If we didn't, if we didn't know that theory of relativity well enough, then our our, cal- our GPS might send us to the wrong lake if we were canoeing, for example. You'd be off by kilometers a day. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, as for the things that Stephen was really specifically famous for discovering, there aren't really very tangible ways of thinking about it. But mm-hmm. I think he did a very good job of trying to bring an appreciation of that more abstract stuff for that doesn't necessarily have applications to everyday life. Sure. I know, I know a lot um, of
0: people that have a copy of Brief History of Time.
1: Yeah, it's it was a very popular book, and a lot of people uh, tried to read it all the way to the end, um, <laughs> and uh, people have varying degrees of success, but I think he instilled a lot of wonder about science and the universe and a curiosity, and I think that's just important across the board.
0: You are a professor of theoretical physics. So how do you honor Stephen Hawking tonight? What are you going to do?
1: I'm going to be mentioning him in my classes that I'm teaching, classes today, classes tomorrow, different different class, different courses. Um, I'll probably end up writing something as well, and talk, I've already talked a little bit about his influence on me and my Twitter feed and other places. So, um, you know, I'm going to be every, doing everything I can to honor him that every opportunity that comes, comes about because I wouldn't have embarked on my... Uh, research themes that I study these days without Stephen. My PhD thesis was on the black hole information paradox, and I'm still working on using uh, string theory as a term, one of the ideas for how to uh, understand quantum gravity to address many of the, the puzzles that he raised over 40 years ago, and we still haven't solved yet. So there's a lot of really active research that he's directly responsible for nowadays. His legacy will you know, go into the future very far.
0: Will you be raising a glass? Um, yes. What would be in that
1: glass? Uh, uh, For me, I like beer. It's not so important what's in the glass. It's who you're raising it to.
0: Mm, Fantastic. So well said. I really appreciate your time today. It's been a a pleasure having you on the show.
1: Well, thank you so much for the opportunity to to honor Stephen by, by mentioning a few aspects of
0: his massive legacy. It's been a pleasure. It's Global News Radio 640 Toronto.